Blog Talk Radio. to a kaiju edition-sized uh, edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girl's perspective, and I am the head huntress, and uh, hey, it's been a while since we've had a sexy witch talk, so it'll be good to have one. We've had a long few weeks off, but always not far from our hearts, even if they are far away. So let me bring them right on, because we're going to do some good old classic podcasting tonight. Yeah, we're going to preview the summer. What movies are coming out? What TV we want to watch? What events we're attending or want to attend? And of course, media conventions. And as you know, I'm also going to be heading to a couple of big media conventions myself. But first, let's bring on the sexy witches. In 971, in, well, right now in Seattle, but heading back down south to see some buds in one of her, or I'm sorry, going up north. My God, what the hell am I doing, Raven? I can't do this. I need to go home. (laughs) I could go the long way around. Oh, my God. Yeah, you could. But anyway, in Los, currently residing in Los Angeles, is my Enchantress of Nevermore, the, the, Look for her in dark spaces at night in theaters of film and television and also plays and all sorts of fun things like that. Please welcome to the show, Raven Jasper Hawk. Welcome. How you doing? Thank you. I'm great. I'm outside your window right now. Oh, 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 ooh. Okay, nice. nice. Okay, Thanks. hold on <laughs> just a moment. So, uh, and a little bit closer to home. Not too far, about an eight-hour drive for me in the 304 area code in Charleston, West Virginia, is a, tonight my Repo Nerds co-host. That's the other podcast on this thread. Please welcome to the show, magazine blogger extraordinaire, Steve Wandling. How you doing, sir? Welcome. You're on with the Sexy Witches. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic and, as always, happy to be here. Ah, so happy birthday. Yes, happy oh, birthday. Thank, thank you, Raven. Raven got to you first. Thank you both so much. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't you, know I, I, I was supposed to wait. I got too excited. No, no, that's 
fine. Well, thank you I'm both. In case I totally forgot, I would have been good. So no, it's also those. No, thank right. you. So happy birthday! I was just like, oh yeah, totally have to wish him happy birthday. Thank you. Erin Marie also had her birthday. She was on the twenty second. So we got a lot of birthdays oh, going birthday, around. Aaron. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of May babies. So did you get anything cool for your birthday? You know, I did. I have to give a shout out once again to Rachel, my much better half, and she got me um, uh, just right here in front of me still the Arrow video release of the bird with the crystal plumage. Uh, she got me Don Coscarelli's book, True Indie, and my favorite band is Butthole Surfers, and they put out this big coffee table book, but there was only like a thousand of them, and I didn't think I was getting one, but she apparently had it for a while, so it was all very cool and, and fun and nice. So, yeah, she's awesome. excellent. I have awesome. I have true indie. I went to a screening of Phantasm with Don Casarelli and got him to oh, sign awesome. the book there. Uh, go, I went right to chapter seven, which is about Beastmaster. It, I just I couldn't resist. I went straight to it. So enjoy that. Book. Yeah, it, I did. I just bought I that will. book for for Nathan Hamilton. Do you remember Nathan, the son of celluloid? Yeah, I he do. Just, Absolutely. He just had surgery, and so I just, I just sold him a copy. I, oh, I bought, <laughs> I sold him a copy. I bought a copy and sent it to him in Atlanta for his recovery. So, Aww, uh, so cute. get well, Nathan. Aww, we all miss and love yeah, you. Get well. So we, we are the sexy well. witches. We will cast some spells and get some healing going for sure. So mm-hmm. let me bring on. We got more people on the line. It's going to be crowded tonight with a bunch of sexy witches in. Let's see, in 714, I believe this is my cousin, who's not too far from Raven, but so far apart when it comes to the counties. Please welcome to the show, Aaron Kogan. How are you doing, sir? You're on Sexy Witches. I'm doing well. Good evening, all. Oh, hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, so <laughs> we're so glad you're here. We have, you got a lot to talk about, too, as well. Uh, it's been a busy, busy spring for the sexy witches. Indeed. Indeed. So one more person on the line, and I'm going to bring in, and it's once again a little bit closer to home on this side of the world with myself in Clifton Forge, Virginia, my first uh, first year sexy witch. It started, helped me in season one, and she's been here ever since. Please welcome to the show the sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. Hello, sexy porn witch. How you doing? Hello. Good. How are you? Oh, well, we got a big crowded line kaiju-sized show tonight. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. King of the Monsters. Let's go. Let's oh, yeah. go. But before. Before we get into film, because we definitely want to talk about, like, the King of the Monsters. I think he deserves a few minutes of our love. Uh, let's go ahead, Aaron Marie, and, and, and uh, Raven also wanted to bring in some uh, stuff here. Uh, let's go ahead and do my least, like, favorite subject for myself, because I just don't know shit about it. Uh, television. So let's say, is there any big, other than the Deadwood movie, which I do know about, which is coming up, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, too. Um, what big television is everyone going to watch this summer? Um, big Little Lies, season two. Yeah. What did you, you yeah, say? Big Little Lies, Big Little Lies, season two, premieres okay. um, June 9th, so in a couple of weekends, I guess. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that because the first one was exceptional. Um, and, of course, Meryl Streep joins the cast, so I can't wait to see that. But um, also Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale comes back next month. So Handmaid's Tale and uh, Raven, the one show that yeah. we were talking about before air. There's also a big show opening up for us. There's actually two kind of big horror type properties this summer, and one of them is the one is is the is Neil Gaiman, and that is Raven. Yeah. That would be good omens. I've been waiting since yeah. 1990. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Uh, That's so actually how I spent my birthday. What's that? Oh. I say that's how I spent my birthday. My birthday was on oh, yeah. Yeah. Friday. Oh, Mr. Damon and I went to the uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and uh, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. So Prime Video just put on the spread. They had uh, gourmet wood-fired pizzas. They had gelati made right in front of your eyes with all kinds of chemicals and just ridiculous. Yeah, the the car that David Tennant's character drives was out there for you to take photos with and all kinds of things like that. And then, uh, lo and behold, Neil Gaiman showed up (laughs) and I was standing a few feet from Neil Gaiman and Mm -hmm. he did a little (laughs) intro and then we got to see the first episode and it was good. Well, that sounds fabulous. And once again, also, Aaron and Aaron and Steve, once again, happy birthdays, all of you. Oh, three. Thank you. Three, oh, happy birthday, there's, guys. There's three yeah, sexy witches. Yeah, happy birthday. Birthdays right now. So that's pretty amazing. Like a I have birthday to wait. You guys are all uh-huh. emotional wrecks. We all know this. But anyway, we'll love you anyways. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I, um, I'm looking forward to um, just Swamp Thing and Legion. The, the yeah. last season of Legion, yeah, it's going to go out. They did say yeah. that Charles Xavier is going to make an appearance in, Le- in Legion. Really? Yeah, they did. I heard that. Yep. Nice. So that's going to be nice. I watched the first season, and I loved it, but I, I just didn't catch on to the second season. Like a couple of episodes in, and I could dropped off. I need to pick it up again. Pick it up again. I got to see the pl- first 20 minutes of it at WonderCon, uh, the, the next season, season three. Oh. And uh, introduces a brand new character, and yes, there's a musical oh, yeah. number, and uh, it's so cool and funny and weird. So good, uh, great. Erin awesome. Marie, I would My say go back, and once once Aubrey Plaza comes back on the show, and it's not a spoiler, but she will come back on the show. I won't tell you anything more than that. This the second season just takes off. It really does. That's so true. Give, That's true. Give, but really, it does stall. I'm, you know. Sorry. <laughs> I really love Jean Smart, and I'm kind of excited to mm-hmm. see because she's going to be in the new Watchmen series as well. That is another yeah. one I am really oh, yeah. looking forward to. Oh, that's right. I'm so excited about that. I, 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 keep, I was thinking that was a little later, but I, I am too. I'm just so excited about Watchmen. A lot I'm of people are. Archer 1999. You I am too. That's on my list. <laughs> you know yeah. it. That's yeah. Jer- Jeremy Irons is is playing older Adrian, the one who like fucked up the world in the first movie. So I'm yeah. really excited to see that. I'm, I'm I love Jeremy Irons, 
and they have, I mean, yeah. Academy Award winning, not just nominated, but winning talent on this show, including Regina King. I, there's, oh, absolutely, yeah. Watchmen has a lot of potential, actually. It always has. Uh, yeah, I'm just a huge, and it's just, I, I'm a huge fan of of, um, of of the of the graphic novel. Anyway, as I think a lot of people are, it's beloved, and, and uh, the film is is, uh, is just one of those wormholes I don't even feel like going down as far as a debate about. You know, <laughs> no, like we're not talking either. about that either, movie right yeah, now. So, yeah, but the, no, but the no. book... Is the book Watchmen is fantastic, and I just think that yeah. Lindelof's idea of carrying that universe and seeing where it would be, you know, decades later, I just think the idea is really intriguing. Because at first, when I heard HBO was doing Watchmen, I think before I learned that, I just was kind of like. Okay, but do we really need, you know, another retelling? But now that I, I'm aware, I'm re- super into it. And anything Don Johnson's in, since he's kind of popped back up in Cold in July and dragged across concrete, I think I'm all for it. So I'm sold on Don Johnson alone, I think. But yeah. <laughs> and, and going back to Aaron and Archer, I want to agree with you. And especially since. Um, what we do with the shadows is ending. It's going to be an acceptable replacement on Wednesday evenings, if you know what I'm saying right now. So uh, I I can't believe how good what we would do in the shadows ended up becoming. That was, it's a delight. I don't know if anybody else has watched, been sticking with it, but it's so good. So good. Um, so good. So good. <laughs> I don't, I, 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 you know, it's funny because I didn't like the first couple uh-huh. episodes. And episode three, it hooked me in. And then now, like, I've gotten, uh, I got my friend Alex, who doesn't like any television, to binge the whole series. So, uh, we're you on know, the same like, page there because I almost gave up on it. The fi- we're on the exact same page there. The first couple mm-hmm. episodes, I was like, eh. And then about the third one or so, I, it, I just, something clicked and then boom, it took off. Matt Berry kills me. I wasn't well, that, really I think it really before that, but oh. He's so good. I went back and was looking at other stuff he was in. It, what was oh, it? He, did, he oh said in the, or, the orgy the orgy episode, which is the current one, and, and he goes, "It's it must be my birthday." <laughs> it just can't even like, <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it, it that it, they they just that show keeps surprising me, and I'm really excited. But it's going away. It's got one episode left, and then it's gone until season two. Woo! We get a season two. Uh, but. So, but in the meantime, we have Archer 1999. It's going to not, I don't think it's the exact same time slot. I think it's like a half an hour off, but it's still, it's going to be kind of the replacement for that one. You know, it's going to take over and that's going to be Archer in space. Um, you know, I, last, I, Aaron, Aaron and I have, Kogan and I have been kind of debating because I haven't really liked the last two seasons of Archer that much, even though an episode of Archer can still be better than anything else on television, even when it's mediocre. Amen. I want to say, you know, so, but I have a lot of hope for this season. And I know that Aaron, you keep telling me this is going to be it. This is going to be the season that is going to end all seasons, right? This is going to be well, it, right? Rumor is that this might be the last season. I mean, they keep teasing us. We'll see if it happens. I was lucky enough to see the first episode of the next season at WonderCon, and uh, it, it does enough things different with characters, although 
obviously we all have our favorites and they, they play to those too. But there's enough that's different with the characters that I hope by the second, third episodes it opens up a little bit. The early reviews have said that they say if this is the last season, they want Pam to have a spinoff season, and I would be all for a Pam, a, a Pam, a Pam spinoff. So I would be fine with that. Uh, I'm she's fine actually with that. I mean, absolutely. So let, let's fingers crossed on Archer. Uh, let's see another weird crossover that's happening. There's two shows. One. Two horror icons are doing travel channel shows back yeah. to back. First, first <laughs> so and, and that and they also premieres next week as well. And, uh, the first one is Bruce Campbell, and it's Ripley's Believe It or Not revival, which I think is actually kind of a perfect fit for Bruce Campbell. Uh, you know, it's like yay, yeah. you know. Because, I mean, think about it. He, he gets to travel around and go see weird things and make snide comments at stuff. What is there not to like about that? That's true. Nothing. It's so beautiful. So I'm really excited. And then, yeah, so I'm going to watch that. Mm-hmm. It's certainly going to be better than my husband's endless reruns of fucking Ghost Adventures. Oh, my God. He's still oh – he, he, I cannot get him to stop watching Ghost Adventures. He just keeps watching them. And now he's adding, um, and then he'll fill it in with portals from hell now, which at least they go to cool <laughs> locations. I'll give them that. But my God, those shows suck. At least if I have to watch Travel Channel, I'll watch this. Uh, the other one is, and it actually takes over, I think, in the fall, right on time for the madness, is Robert England is going to be doing one of those ghost adventure type shows himself where he travels to weird and unusual locations where scary shit happens and narrates them. So I, I'm on board That's for so a paranormal cool. show with Robert England. Yeah. It's got to be better yeah, than Ghost I'm on Adventures. Board. It's got to be better than Ghost <laughs> Adventures. <laughs> hmm. <Everything laughs> better than Ghost Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fall's already looking pretty good. If you look into your mirror, you're going to see in the fall, you're going to see Rick and Morty, and you're going to see Robert England in there, and some yeah. horror, and some Stephen King. It's got to be a good Good winter. And we're, we're not there yet. Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. this fall. Really That's right. About. I mean, July, oh, right? I was waiting for Fourth of July. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's exciting. Right. Uh, go ahead. Also, um, I'm a ten-year-old girl, but I'm super excited that Veronica Mars is coming back to Hulu. Oh, that's right. Veronica Mars is coming back, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. There's also going to be a, a She-Ra season three. Season two just dropped on, on Netflix, and I know there's someone in this cool. group that turns her nose up at She-Ra, but honestly, I think She-Ra is some of the best written stuff on television for girls, and people should be watching it. Uh, so, but uh, it's, I'm watching that with my daughter right now. Uh, of course, the last big thing I wanted to talk about movies, and this is in, I mean, in, uh, not movies, but TV is in August, is uh, finally we're going to get uh, a Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And yes. I, I've been, I'm so excited and equally as terrified that this is going to exist hmm. because I love the Dark Crystal so much. It's one of my favorite movies. I I I went to the theaters first run to see it. I went to the first run to see it again. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it, it, you know, Jim Henson was my life at that time. 
anybody that was like my age at that time was it Jim Henson was your life. You know, you watched the Muppet oh, show, Sesame Street, and you saw Dark Crystal in the theaters, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I tried to pump Jason Isaacs for some information at Awesome Con, and he shut me down pretty quickly. So he wasn't allowed to talk about it. it. sucks because I know Jason Isaacs is totally playing a Skeksis in that. I think he's playing Chamberlain, which is awesome, by the way. Uh, that's what my intel says. He's playing uh, Chamberlain, which is the best Skeksis to play, right? So uh, uh, so we'll see on that. Uh, everybody else, how do you all feel about finally we're getting a dark crystal? Not that, And it is full practical puppets. They said there's no CG in this. This is going to be Brian Henson Studios, like, as, as God intended. <laughs> you can't beat the cast. The cast is amazing. Oh my I'm god! I'm excited it is for it. it. Yeah. Like the, the artwork. As I'm soon as they were putting out the artwork for it and the um, storyboarding, I, I was in. And then it, they just keep adding cooler and cooler stuff. That even if I don't like it, I think I'll still enjoy myself. <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't either see way, me hating it. Go ahead. Yeah. Either yeah. way, it's going to be kind of a fun nostalgic trip, and you right. know, it's Brian Henson. Oh. I, in fact, I'm so excited about this and such an important thing to me that we do this. I have decided, and here's part of our summer preview, because I am going to, we always do animation August every, every August, so I can uh, have easy prep for getting ready for the madness, so I do two easy episodes on animation. This year, though, instead of animation, we're going to do one on Jim Henson. So, uh, we're not, 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 oh, not, cool. Yeah, not just not just Age of Resistance, but in honor of that. But we'll also talk about Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and Muppet Show and Brian Froud, who is the designer, uh, you know, the voices, all that. We'll, we'll geek the fuck out on Jim Henson right um, for that episode. So that'll be in August also for anybody listening out there in, in blog. Oh, I'm excited Atlanta. for that episode very much. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we got a long ways off still. That was just television. We got this, before we get too crazy about movies because movies will be our biggest centerpiece. Does anybody want to talk about any books they are reading besides True Indie, which we already mentioned, which will be a great summer read. Everyone should read True Indie by Don Cassarelli, his memoir. Any other books we should be reading? Steve, I know there's uh, one book we're reading. I'm reading I have one. Um, Howard. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. Go Whoever. Ahead. Sorry, I cut somebody off. No, Steve, go first, and then I'll call the Raven. So go ahead. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm reading uh, Howard Stern Comes Again, which is uh, um, excellent. Uh, I just can't stress that enough. Uh, however, people feel about Howard Stern. I'm a daily listener. Um, I have an hour commute to and from work. So uh, my brother and I listen and the book came out, got a good deal with it from prime. And it was funny that it was literally right after I bought the thing, Elizabeth said, Hey, are you, are you by any chance, you know, thinking about reading this Howard Stern book? And I said, you know, it's funny. I just bought it. I just ordered it. And so, yeah, uh, I'm reading it, and it's fantastic. Uh, he really is um, um, just amazing at uh, giving interviews and being an interviewer. 
so yeah, I, it's um, highly recommended. So great. And Raven, any other books you want to read that you mentioned? Well, uh, what I'm yeah, what I'm reading right now is in honor of what's coming out in November. That would be Doctor Sleep by Stephen King. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, and I <laughs> this is probably the newest Stephen King that I've read closest to a release date coming out. Usually I'm way behind by decades. So um, I'm pretty excited because I'm kind of already picturing the cast in my head when I read. Um, and it's kind of, so I can kind of preview in my mind. And I like, I like the movie so far is what I'm saying. Um, but, you know, with our theme coming up, I thought people might want to dig into it too. It, check your local library. That's what I did. I'm yeah. deep diving a lot of Stephen King, but I mean, I'm <laughs> listening. I, I'm listening to podcasts right now. I'm listening to postmortem with Mick Garris. He just, yes. Stephen King Good. just dropped an episode talking about the 25th anniversary of the stand that just happened. So, uh, you know, so yeah, I've been deep diving Stephen King myself for getting ready for the madness as well. It's going to be a long summer of Steve, but we'll talk about that in a minute because I had two late entries to TV. Aaron Marie had to drop. Uh, so bye, Aaron Marie. We'll miss you. Bye, Aaron. Bye. Love you. She had to go. Bye. Um, bye. But, but she went out with Black Mirror Season 5, which I did have yeah. on my list to talk about, and I totally forgot. Oh, so, right. Yeah, so we got Black Mirror coming out. And for some reason, it's tradition for me to watch Black Mirror as I'm flying cross country. I don't know why, but I seem to always watch it when I'm flying across country. I, there's something weird about being in an, L, in an airplane and terribly satisfying at the same time. So, and then Aaron, you just reminded us of Love, Death, and Robots, uh, but that yeah. is yeah. But we talked about it. I really like Love, Death, and Robots. There's another one too. Yeah, I'm watching. I forget what it's called. It's got radio something frequency. I forget the name of it. It's on Netflix. It's also similar. It's a oh, short killing about frequency. Killing mm. frequency. Thank you, Steve. That's something to look yeah. forward to this summer. I'm watching that right now. It's a a, a small binge of summer. Uh, it's a binge. Uh, you know, eight minute episode. You can easily do it in a couple of settings. It's not so bad. So I'm doing. I just did that too. So yeah. So that's. TV, it's good TV right now. My God, I think Game of Thrones you know is what else leaving us. Yeah, but it's not. But yeah, uh, there's a uh, Zach Kinto's uh, Nosferatu. Yeah, the Joe Hill. Oh, spelled uh, out like a Stephen place. King. That's coming out too. Yeah. That was, I actually had that on my list too. All these things I had on my list, but I don't have my notes with me because <laughs> I just had the hell day at work. But yeah, Nosferatu is the other one I was looking forward to. And Joe Hill, yeah. Stephen King has been, even though it's his so son, cool. he's been yelling, he's been like, it's so good, it's so good. And and Nosferatu is a pretty good book. So that'll be, uh, we'll look forward to that. So excellent. Um, <clears throat> okay, so do we want to talk about, do we have any more books or are we? do we want to jump into events or movies next? Uh, movies. Oh, yeah. movies. All right, then, Aaron, you have the earliest movie release that's um, related to the summer already under your belt, and it's already come out, so you might as well start with you, and then we'll I work do. our way around. I was fortunate enough to do a red carpet preview and um, uh, a showing 
of Aladdin, the live-action Aladdin before anyone else. And uh, it's pretty damn good. It's surprisingly good. Um, it, if you're going in comparing Will Smith to Robin Williams, you're doing it wrong. But um, <laughs> if, if I had uh, 7-year-olds through 10-year-olds, hell yeah, I would take him to him. Probably take it to him a couple times. Uh, there's a lovely little version of Bollywood to the musical numbers, and uh, uh, even though I'm not the hugest fan of uh, Guy Ritchie, Mr. Madonna, uh, or I'm sorry, the ex-Mr. Madonna, uh, he pulls it off. It, it's not bad. There's, I, I think the weakest moments of the movie are kind of very Guy Ritchie moments, but uh, <laughs> all in all, it's pretty damn fun, and you know, um, even for a bleeding heart liberal like me, the, the feminism thing crested almost too much but I, I don't think it did I think I think it worked and uh, yeah I, I, I recommend I had a damn good time and I think you would too I was surprised that the reviews have been rather positive for the movie actually I very read very few negative reviews of the Latin movie but I'll be honest with you the, the trailers and nothing that came out promo material wise was exciting me at all for it yeah um, it, it it's exciting within what it is, and it would be it would be really exciting through the eyes of a, a kid. You know, to take a kid, I think it's just a perfect summer family movie. Um, it it's not built like the animated one that definitely had little winks and nods to the adults. But like I said, if if you like musicals, if you like Bollywood, uh, if you like Will Smith, if you like family movies, it'll be your cuppa. Well, good, you know, and it's a, and and Disney has a huge presence all summer long, uh, mm-hmm. starting technically with Endgame, right, and then just continuing yep. on. We got Toy Story four in July, and then promptly after that, it is a Lion King, which is probably much going to dominate the back half of the summer. That's my guess. Uh, and that movie's gonna—I have a feeling the Lion King movie is gonna be huge. I mean, my my daughter is in Lion King Junior right now. The Evil Geniuses. Matter of <laughs> fact, her performances are this weekend. I have to believe there are other schools oh, doing cool. this package at the same time. <laughs> And it's actually playing right now on ABC Family, so they're 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 gearing the kids up for the Lion <laughs> King movie. They 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 are priming them. They are getting them ready, and that's what's going to happen. So no and, one and, ever and, accused Disney of leaving money on the table or not knowing how to market. That's no, just not something they're guilty of. No, they're guilty <laughs> of a lot of horrible things, but. Not that they they know they know their audience. They know the number yeah. one rule of anything, no matter big and small in entertainment, is knowing your audience. And boy, I'm, do they know their audience? They know everybody's I'm, audience, not just yours. I'm going to warn you right now: the buzz from everyone who's seen or worked on Toy Story Four is bring your handkerchiefs for realsies. I don't know. Oh, I, no. I was pretty upset at the third one. I mean, I'm serious. Right? I'm still not recovered from the fiery hellscape right? of debt and resigning the uh, cute little toys to their fate. 
What the fuck? I'm I don't blame still you. Scarred from that. I I I was I was more scarred from that than I was from uh, Toothless killing Hiccup's dad uh, in uh, in yeah. Dragon Two, which is an awful moment in kids films. Oh my god, that I mean that moment is almost as bad as Bambi. <laughs> yeah. It is bad. It's I will bad. buy that. Still I, I and you know what was funny? The first time I saw it, I was a blubbering mess, and they get rescued, and everything's happy ever after. I didn't care. I was like, "What did I just watch? I'm done. I'm done." <laughs> I was so scarred by it. I don't know why. So anyway, so I'm reticent about the Toy Story four movie. Long story short, you should be. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so scared. Um, but let's see. We'll see. What was the other big movie that did pr- surprisingly well this weekend? One of our fi- a geek film did well. Which one was it? I'm trying to find it online right as we're talking. Brightburn. Uh, Brightburn. Yes, Brightburn came in in a strong number two. Like, really yes, strong. It was great. Is it great? I thought it was great. I thought it was, I, I, you know, I've seen the critical response to it has not has been underwhelming. And, um <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, I think that the um, I honestly think that the uh, the ad campaign, even though it's obviously we can't name it because it's a different studio, but it's obviously about a uh, you know a certain Kryptonian like you know su- Superman riff. But uh, the, I I really think that the ad campaign that kind of based it to make it seem like it was kind of a mimic of Man of Steel in a way uh, with the, that trailer especially kind of hurt it in a sense because. Really, this—that's just window dressing, and the movie just plays out for me, at least. And I, I, like I said, I've seen a lot of mixed reviews for this, but for me, it just played out like a really uh, short um, kind of. Uh, it, it was a budget of seven million dollars, first of all, and, and then when I saw it, I thought that was probably a, you know, it looked like a Deadpool, like fifty, because Joker is like a fifty million dollar movie, and. I'm telling you, what they do after you see it with Brightburn with $7 million is astounding. It looks better than a lot of movies that cost, you know, uh, a lot more in the comic book genre. But this is, a, I mean, it, it's just a straight up horror film, and I just can't recommend it enough. And I was just kind of surprised to hear you say that it was a strong two because I hadn't looked at the numbers. And all I'd seen is that the critical response was kind of underwhelming. So that's cool. But that's I great. get. I like. But it. but it, it, clearly, people that didn't want to go see Aladdin went to go see Brightburn. I, you know, awesome. uh, so that yeah. makes me happy. I, that was me. You know, <laughs> you know the uh, Yeah, that was you actually, wasn't it? I, I of course I haven't yeah. seen any of these films because I'm still behind. I just got in uh, Shazam and Us, so I'm still way behind on my theatrical releases. But at least I got them in. Shazam was way yeah, better than it. I was expecting. I, I I was surprised. I had a great time at, in Shazam, and uh, my daughter didn't even want to see it at the end of it. She goes, you know, that was really good. I was like, yeah, it was pretty fun. So I, I, I was pleased, and Us is just the classic, I think. I actually, as much as I had issues with the ending, and I did, I had a lot of issues with the, I thought with the twist was unearned. Uh, we we could go into an entire episode dissecting us and what it meant, um, but it hasn't left my brain, and I'm still thinking about it three weeks later. So that tells you how good that movie is. If, if the script yeah. was strong mm-hmm. enough to make me think about it, 
so I'm happy. But those were all spring movies. We're now into the summertime, and there's so many good things coming out this summer. Uh, let's see. What else do we have coming out this summer? I have a list. I have a list. Um, now, scary movies, and I don't mean scary as in scary movies. I mean, like, oh, my God, how does, why does this movie exist movie? Uh, my daughter wants to go see Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Oh. Danny Trejo plays Boots, though, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I don't That's know nice. about that. Uh, now, now in a scary movie vein, we do have a scary movie coming out for the memorial uh, for this weekend. There's a lot of stuff coming out, and this one actually looks kind of good. And it's a movie called Ma with Octavia Spencer. Have you seen the ad? Oh, yeah. it, it, it looks really, really good. It's a, it's a good old fashioned, you know, uh, psycho bitch, dangerous obsession, you know, type movie. You know, like you'd get in the 80s, early 90s with Fatal Attraction. So, uh, you know, right. uh, I, I, I can, Octavia Spencer's definitely got the chops to play that. You know, she's going to clean the scenery yeah. up as a crazy. I'm looking forward to that one a lot. Um, Rocket Man also comes out this weekend, and that's the R-rated version of uh, – it's going to be – you know what? It's going to be everything that Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't. I think mm-hmm. that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Like this movie is going to be this, and and because the one thing I felt about the Bohemian Rhapsody thing, besides messing the history up completely, which is a different story, we talked about that a little bit, is I think it pulls its punches, and it also doesn't show any healthy relationships other than the straight ones in in Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody, and 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 I really had problems with that, and you know there that you know it, you, you know it wasn't showing as real people because they, they were too worried about offending people or stuff, and yet it still was offensive, <laughs> you know. It's amazing how that works. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I I. It, uh, I listened to Elton John talk about Rocket Man this morning, and he was that he wanted to make sure it was all left in, because he's like, well, that's the life I lived. <laughs> and I'm like, yay! So, so it's it's Elton John approved. So we'll see nice. what happens with that. So that's always going to be a good idea. Um, let's see. Oh, all you guys that like X Men, the Dark Phoenix movie with Sophie Turner comes out, and actually, yeah, I'm not really per se excited about it, but I will have to say something about Sophie Turner. You know, she got a lot of shit when she first started as Sansa on Game of Thrones. Like, the people told her she was a bad actress, and no one liked Sansa, because Sansa was just a little bratty teenager at that time. Uh, we watched, over a course of 10 years, this beautiful woman emerge from this teenage girl into a really fine actress. And, and I just, I don't know if these movies... Or can show her as the actress I know she could be, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, but that being said, I like her to cash in and make a lot of money. <laughs> so, so anyway, I have mixed feelings about the Dark Phoenix, and they did say that this is the last isolated X Men movie. The next time we will see the X Men, it will be in the Marvel Universe. So we'll see what happens yep. that. That'll be the next thing over. They also announced that Deadpool will be in the next Spider-Man movie. I think that's nice. just a rumor right now. I think it's a rumor, but it's a pretty darn solid rumor, uh, I want to <laughs> point out. So uh, so we'll say it's a it's a very like possibly good hardcore rumor. Uh, let's see. 
No, I'm not talking about the secret life of pets. I don't need. Oh, oh, I do. I do have a big one. I have a big one. This movie is probably my number one film of the summer. And it's Yim Yarmouche's The Dead Don't Die with Adam Driver and Bill Murray yeah. and the Swinton. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, once again, Yim Yarmouche, zombie movie. That's all I need to know. Like, Maverick, can you just say yep. Yim Yarmouche? Yeah. Usually that's all I need to know. Uh, that's June 14th. So, um, hey, In Steve. In midsummer. Steve, how many yeah. Yim Yarmouche movies do you have under your belt? Oh, my God. I don't know. Probably all of them, if not close to all of them. We should, if, we should see if we have see. we have to see if we're missing any. Yeah, I, so I, I, I would have to. Can. That's one of those like Gilliam. I would have to actually look and see what I didn't have uh, in you know in there. I'm still Natalie really proud of myself that I've seen uh, all the Gilliam movies. Go ahead, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Natalie and I are going to go see uh, Only Lovers Left Alive in the theater. We never saw it in the theater, and that's coming oh. up at our local oh, art great. house film. So. Pretty nice. excited about that, actually. So, uh, without spoiling it, did everybody watch the trial episode of What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Yes. And it was okay. genius. It was. And and so, so people, fun. go if you don't know what we're talking about, don't even watch the rest of the show. Just go to that episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> that good. It's right. It's that Just good. go straight there. You don't need anything. Yeah. Just go straight there. And you'll know that'll be enough, and you'll be happy. It, but the whole other show is really fun. So, uh, oh man. But oh oh, and then there's this weird Shaft reboot that is a sequel yeah. to the John Singleton cool. one. Who but asked it's for that? also a sequel. It's got it's got <laughs> Sam Jackson playing the Shaft from the sequel that John Singleton did in 2000, and then Richard oh, Roundtree, right. of course, is playing the original Shaft. So there's a lot of motherfucking like, shafts. Can you dig it? Because Sam Jackson was his nephew. I can dig it because surprisingly, I think that surprisingly against all odds looks about 50 times better concerning how old the last two shaft movies at least over the past 40 years have turned out. It looks way better than it has any right to be. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say, oh, shaft is going to be awesome. But that trailer, uh, the extent, the full one, it may be even be R band. I'm not sure what it's rated, but damn, I thought it was funny. I thought it looked, I couldn't believe how funny I thought it looked. So, but I can't believe I'm saying that. So, but you know, um, against all odds, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Well, I I I, love, I went to see the original. I mean, the 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 Sam Jackson one in the theaters because I was like, oh, you know, it's Shaft. I like Shaft has a special place in my heart because um, I love black exploitation movies, and Shaft is its own level of you know, it, it's yeah. its own level of greatness. Now, it's not my favorite. My favorite black exploitation film, hands down, is Coffee. It is absolutely one of my favorite Coffee, movies. Right period. On. You know, Pam so. Greer, yeah. Yeah, no, Coffee is a brilliant fucking movie. Um, but uh, getting, but but Shaft, yeah, I, I'm totally on board to go see the Shaft movie. Yeah, I hope it plays at the Me drive-in. Too. That would be a great, I want to play a drive-in. Oh, that'd be um, now, perfect, um, yeah. We were talking about Toy Story earlier, 
and yeah. in the new movie is coming out in the end of June. Uh, but I also want to remind people because the Advent campaign has been reminding people of this at the same day. <laughs> if you want to drop the kids off in Toy Story, you can walk two theaters over and see the Child's Play update, reboot, <laughs> remake, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it is the Child's right. Play movie with Aubrey yeah, Plaza. Mm-hmm. And Mark Hamill. Yeah, he's voicing Chucky, yeah. which honestly I have no issues at all with Mark Hamill voicing Chucky. I think that's fine. Oh, as okay. much as I love Brad Dorf, and I love yeah, Brad but Dorf, Chucky so. doesn't look good. Chucky looks weird. Chucky, yeah, looks, Chucky weird. looks weird. I'm, I'm down with Mark Hamill. He looks. He looks weird. I want to wait and see him in motion because he moving. Yeah. He might yeah. look much more interesting. As yeah. a character than he is. That's about uh, where as, I am as, too. Yeah. So, they, they, they are doing him as a puppet, right? They're not CG in it. That's what I'm not I sure. Know. I don't I know about that. He's, no, he's complete CG. Is he complete CG? Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> if it's playing at the drive-in, I'll go see it. If it's playing with something that's <laughs> paired with, okay. But I'm not going out of my way to see it. So. All right, yeah, but that is funny. Toy Story, to- Store, uh, Toy Story Four, and Chucky remake come out the same day. Like, like you couldn't have <laughs> actually. And then the, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just I thought I'd seen this, and I just they actually address this, and they claim that it is um, other than the eyes, which will probably give it that Polar Express uncanny valley that scares me in, in my nightmares. Yeah. They claim that most of the shots are a practical doll, except for the eyes. But uh, And I just remember because I just read that. But I, I, when I'm looking at the trailers, I do agree with Aaron that it the doll to me looks awful, regardless of whether it's real or whether it's part real, part CG, whatever. Um, yeah. And I and that does make sense with the eyes, because those are... So I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and it just... It looks bad. <laughs> I will say, though, that uh, the ad campaign that they've been running, uh, making fun of, parodying, whatever you want to call it, uh, Toy Story 4, you know, where Chucky's mm-hmm. doing horrible things to characters yeah. that are obviously characters from Twitter is pretty fucking <laughs> brilliant. I, I, I like that. It. It's, it's the My favorite one is <laughs> yeah. the one with the slinky dog roasting over the yeah. open fire. That yeah. one's pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, but you know, Scary dolls abound all summer because if you missed the first Scary Doll movie or Toy Story on the following weekend, we have the Annabelle Comes Home, which will be the last of the Conjuring <laughs> movies. They say, <clears throat> I doubt it. Uh-huh. Uh, but this one, yeah. it, this one is supposedly uh, how Lorraine and Ed Warren, rest in peace, Miss Lorraine Warren, uh, uh, got the doll in their collection in the first place. So we'll see. And yes, I have seen the Ghost Adventures episode with Annabelle the doll, and it is the dumbest thing I think I've seen in my entire <laughs> life. I wanted to kill myself watching that. It was that terrible. <laughs> Speaking of killing myself because it looks terrible, I'm not really sold on the Danny Boyle movie yesterday either. Oh, Mm. no. I don't. For me either. I don't know. I like hearing the music, but I don't know if I need to in that format yet. I I, want to like it, but so far the trailers just make me want to go, no. (laughs) I just 
Like, and, no, and it's, it's just so no. cheesy. But 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 yeah. Kate McKinnon's in it, and Danny Boyle directed it. However, oh. Love Actually is my least favorite. I'm not a huge fan of Love Actually, and that's I the I Love Actually. I'm not either. So you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's got Lily <laughs> James in it. it. Uh, I hate it. So none of yeah, it. I okay. like that well, movie. I think that's the first <laughs> thing we've all agreed on. <laughs> I know, I fucking hate that movie. Oh, but I fucking hate that movie. They like that do. Movie. No, they do. They Chris Matthews is Hardball's favorite movie. Every Christmas, that's right. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. You know, you know what? I, there's so much wrong with that movie. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I saw something else I just remembered that I should probably put in a quick word on. I saw Detective Pikachu. And oh, I how it. is that? Uh, you know what? Um, it's, uh, again, pretty good family fare. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Aladdin. But the thing that I really, really enjoyed about it is the world building, which uh, I, I told one friend as we were waiting, actually, for Aladdin. I said, you know, I thought the world building in Detective Pikachu was as good as Zootopia. And she, said, she turns to me straight face and says, that's because it was Zootopia. And she's kind of right. It's a valid point, but if you liked that in Zootopia, you will like the way they did it in Detective Pikachu. It it, well, it I, makes me kind of excited for a sequel, which, considering how popular it was at the box office, I promise you they're going to make. I think it has been greenlit. Actually, I'm pretty there sure. Um, yeah. I will say, is I haven't seen it yet. It's actually on my list to see. Um, I got to catch up. Like I said, um, I will okay. say that the. Pokemon itself seemed completely canon, and I gave it a lot of credit for the continuity. So, uh, mm-hmm. you, know, it makes me, you know, there's a lot to remember about fucking Pokemon, man. There's a lot You're of kidding. it. Yeah, so, uh, speaking of remembering and having too many movies, we're going to jump to July and uh, talk about um, Marvel Universe. Can't let us go. Never can. Uh-oh. So, Tom Holland has another film out with Spider-Man Far From Home. I want to say something about Tom Holland. I think he's my favorite Spider-Man to date. I really do yeah. like him a lot. I think he's charismatic. He's fun. He's energetic. I'm not really a huge fan of his version of Aunt B, but I see why they took <clears> Marissa Tomei there to give the parents in the audience something to look at. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, but I really every time he's in one of the other Marvel movies, he's one of the best things on the film. Okay. I actually really think that. So, uh, so I, I don't know if I'll go see it on its own, but if it's planned to drive it, I'll definitely check it out. So, how about y'all? It's on my list. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. However, just, if, something if I catch it, I catch it. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. That weekend, that's the biggest Fourth uh, of July release. But there is one other film on Mid-summer. July uh, on that weekend, Midsummer. Thank you, Steve. Yes. Exactly. Ari that's Oscar, where I'll Skywalker, be while everyone else is in Spider-Man. <laughs> I might have to do those back to back. I'm just yeah, I'm gonna watch one and just walk over to the other and watch the other one. And I won't tell you which one I'm not paying for. So. I was gonna say I have to start breaking laws if I'm gonna do that. Just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> So, but anyway, uh, so, I mean, first of all, it's totally, it looks like a, like, pagan horror film, which means sold mm-hmm. immediately, like, my ticket, take yep, my money. Sold. 
take my yep. money, you know. Um, and I actually thought that the elements of of the supernatural, pagan elements, hereditary was some of the strongest stuff, even when people were utterly confused by it. But it was cons- I I really liked the payment stuff, you know. Uh, there was a couple things I could have complained about. That wasn't it. <laughs> so I, I'm really looking forward. I've been listening to Ari Aster talk about directing the next film. So I'm getting more and more excited. We have a decent amount of good horror coming out this summer. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, um, in July on Hulu, I want to remind people, this is Hulu, um, Into the Dark has been started with, the, uh, with October with uh, The Body which is their horror anthology feature film series of uh, the the one in July is called my mother. Hold on. Let me get into the dark July. What is it? July episode. And, you know, but the real important thing is it's directed by uh, Gigi Sariero of uh, a Lucha Gore uh, of Lucha Gore films productions, which is amazing. Mm. Like one of us, is doing Into the Dark. It was one of the first women hired by Jason Blum after his, uh, let's just say, misspoken step a while back, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. So that was the right answer, first of all, because we all said she could do it, and he hired her. I was like, holy shit. So, yeah, so she's doing the uh, she's doing the 4th of July episode. So have a look at that. We're all very excited. So congratulations, uh, Gigi, for your movie. We're definitely going to watch it. Um, so woohoo, <laughs> one of us, one of us. Um, also in July, we have oh my god, this looks really fucking good. Greg McLean, Alexander Aja, uh, collaboration on a Florida hurricane yes. with alligators called Crawl. Oh my god, Crawl Space. Look, the, the yeah. crawl, it hmm. looks so good. Uh, you know, Sam I, first Ramey, of all, I love oh, so yeah, man, man bites you in the ass, which is a, one of my favorite. One of my favorite subgenre of horror is killer killer monsters and killer animals, right? You know, so it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome to like. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, but animal all July, but the back half of July is going to be nominated, of course, with The Lion King on July 19th, and I have a feeling it's going to run the entire summer. Like that's it, you know, until Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes in yeah of course i think i don't think there's much overlap in audience there uh qt's movie okay guys i was gonna save this for the western movie episode but i'm gonna tell you something now i didn't like hate the late i saw you were the miniseries yeah well, the miniseries, no, I but I, I what i didn't like about it wouldn't have changed my viewpoint shorter or longer oh I didn't. Hmm, okay. I I liked it to a point. I hated, hated, hated the ending. Hated it. Absolutely hated the ending. What? Yeah. Absolutely hated it. Wow. I, I'll. Yeah. I was disappointed how much I hated it. I love QT. I want to love everything he does, even when he gets a little on a misogynistic time. But he crossed the line for me. I don't usually say that about. QT, but I actually felt the film cross the line. I didn't like what it had to say. So what? I know I'm terrible. How, how did she not deserve to hang? That's not the point. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, like I said, that's for another episode. We're talking about the future. Sure. We're not looking at the past. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, 17-minute, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, 16-minute ovation for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. However, QT has said, uh, maybe the cans cut isn't the one that I'm going to release. So there's a little wow. right hook for you. Yeah, That's cool. Go longer. Yeah. Jeez. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it does in the theaters because, uh, you know, the ad pen campaign has been interesting. And of course, this is the third or fourth Charlie Manson movie to come out about on this subject. Matter of fact, Marion Heron's version of it just came out. Um, and there was another version that came out with the girl that plays Gilly from uh, Game of Thrones, and she's in one of the, she's in the other other one of the Charlie Manson. So Charlie Manson is in the news and on TV. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. But this will be the cherry on top of those movies, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and there's really no other competition for it in the back half. I mean, there's some interesting films, but. The only big tentpole is the um, Fast and Furious movie. Honest, only thing it has going for it is that it's got Idris Elba in it this time. Uh, but I, I don't know if that's going to necessarily matter. Um, <laughs> however, I thought of something. Not- oh, go ahead, Raven. In, in regards to um, Charles Manson, I remember mm-hmm. reading that one actor is playing Charles Manson in two different Charles yeah. Manson thing. It's, it's true. Yeah, well, one's Hunter and uh, one is the uh, oh. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, so okay, what I was picturing in my head is what if the same actor got nominated for an Oscar for the same role in different movies? <laughs> but if one of them's a TV <laughs> show, that can't happen. <laughs> But he might be the first time nominated for the same character for an yeah. Emmy and an Oscar. That, that might be interesting. be interesting. Yeah. That could be interesting. All right. Uh, yeah. You know, and, I, and, I, I do want to I, – I, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the only thing I think is that I think that uh, – how do I put this? Yeah, you know, Mary Heron's movie, Charlie Says, I think explicitly you've got Matt Smith. It's explicitly about um, – the girls um, and Charlie and I, I really think that yes, it will, will come into play. But and we all and I and I do it too. It's you know it's not a response to anything. But I was just thinking out loud that I bet we don't really call it his Charles Manson movie so much after it comes out. I just I think that that's been you know played up so much in the press because of the fact that it is part you know to do with the film. But um, I don't really necessarily. I'm not expecting it to be as, um, you know, to to necessarily be uh, uh, a film about Charles Manson per se. I, I, I tend to agree with you. The title alone would tell you that because it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which tells me right. it's going to be a fairy tale story with interlocking like themes, like he usually does. So yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and sure. so we'll uh, see sure. about that. So. You know, that's what it leads me to believe. So I think you're right, but we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, Charlie Manson is in it, and they do recreate the murder. So that'll be interesting to see. You know, we'll have to find out. Um, So uh, speaking of murder, see see how I did there? (laughs) 
Uh, nice segue. Also, That's a good segue. I like also that. Also, that same day, which kind of is exciting to me, okay, if you're not going to the QT, let's just say the QT movie is completely sold out, and there's one theater in the back, we'll be showing Jennifer Kent's new movie, The Nightingale. This is our first film oh since the since the Babadook. So yep. and oh. it's, set, it's set in the 19th century um, in mm. Penal Colony, Australia. And it stars an Irish, uh, it's about an Irish convict who's wrongly accused by a lieutenant. And it's the vengeance that they take afterwards. Um, so, yeah, wasn't that sound cool? And it's a Western, too, guys. There you go. Because, you know, you got to remember when you're talking about Western, some of the better ones have come from Australia. Uh, you know, yeah. there, uh, Mad Dog, uh, Matt, was it Mad Dog McGee, McGee which is, uh, uh, what's his name? Drunk dead guy. Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Dennis <laughs> Hopper was starting. Uh, and, you know, you also have Quigley, Quigley Down Under. Quigley Down Under. I have such a soft wonderful. spot for Quigley Down Under. Me too. It's a fun uh. movie. It's it really such is. a fun movie. Yeah, I love it a lot. So yeah, so Plus so there's another one. It, so you know. Uh, and then rounding out the summer in horror, like uh, Guillermo del Toro's produced, which by the way that means it'll get a bonus point in the madness. Uh, scary <laughs> stories to tell in the dark right. comes out, which all the production stills from that are looking pretty gnarly. Pretty gnarly, looking good. So. I know. So that's all I have on my list. I'm about that. I'm trying to see if well, I have, I have any couple, other things. I have, go ahead. Yeah, I have a couple too. Go ahead, Erin. Okay, let's go to. I mean, we got to, got to, got to talk about Godzilla, yo. Yeah, I was saving, <laughs> go I was saving that one for last. So, yes, let's go okay, ahead and well, talk about Godzilla. Okay, well, then we won't talk about it yet. Um, no, let no, me no, just let's say talk something about it now. Really let's briefly. talk about it. No, no, I want to yeah? talk about it now. Yeah, let's yeah? talk about okay, Godzilla. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk about it's Godzilla. Time. It's big, it's kaiju, we're all there, right? Uh, what was we're the review I, I read? There. The blurb was big, dumb, beautiful, and fun, and yeah, Perfect. that's all I need. That's I want people to describe me as big, dumb, beautiful, and fun. <laughs> and I'll be and, happy, and thank I, you. I have an early review to read of, of it, by the way. Uh, if I can find it, what happened to it? Hold on. My friend Neil awesome. Pfeiffer, he's a co-worker, got to go to a press screening, and he said I was welcome to read his review before. Um, he, it's a spoiler-free review because it's still press embargoed, uh, but let me uh-huh. read what it says. Thank you, Neil Pfeiffer. I don't know if the press embargo has been lifted. We're the first in the country to have seen it. All I'm going to say is, and these are in caps, Wow, wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> this was everything the first this was everything the first Godzilla wanted to be but failed so spectacularly. Uh this was amazing. And if the last shot was any indication, Godzilla versus Kong is going to be quite a movie next year. Yeah. So, thank you, Neil. So that's my oh, that's review. My that's an early review. That's, a great review. So that's why I was saving it. Yeah, it is a great review. It made me pretty excited. And I'm, uh, you know, it's funny because the negative reviews I've nice. seen are saying too much kaiju fighting, not enough character development. <laughs> and I'm like, wasn't um, you uh, people? <laughs> Wait a what? minute, didn't you pick last time not enough monster fighting and too much people? 
Now you're going to bitch the other yeah. way? I mean, like, they, they do not ever get chatted. bourbon and coke there. has too much bourbon in it. Shut up. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my God! So, and Aaron, you said you're—I mean, sorry, Raven. You said you were taking your dad. My yeah, my dad got me into Godzilla movies when I was little. So much so that by the time I finally uh, discovered MST3K, I was a little bit offended at first. But uh, <laughs> we now we I now watch everything that. Godzilla together. Yeah. <laughs> But my favorite actually was um, Godzilla versus King Kong. So I didn't know they were that had been greenlit. I'm excited for that. I'm just oh yeah. I'm excited all well, around. Even even when it's bad, it's good. So I really don't care. Oh, I get to who, re- go back and watch Kong Skull Island. I thought Kong Skull Island was yeah. especially underrated. And that the fact that I yeah. have an excuse now to rewatch that, I'm just happy about that. <laughs> Well, and, and Adam Weingard is directing Godzilla versus Kong, so that is exciting unto itself, you and know. So, isn't this Michael Doherty? This is this is Mike Doherty that did uh, Trick or Treat, yeah, right? Yeah, Trick or, or Treat. Or was it yeah, the right, right, right? Is it Trick or Treat? Yeah. Let me make sure. Yeah, Dan Kramer. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, wow, that's like really amazing. I didn't uh, know Weingard so, yeah. won the next one. Yeah, Wingard's doing the next one. He did. He did the first Kong movie. So, uh, you know, he's he the, clearly they have a love for kaiju. Uh, so yeah, it is Michael Doherty. It's it's the shiznit. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's, my favorite for the record is Gidra, the three-headed monster. That is my absolute favorite Godzilla of all time. So Gidra's in this one. So I, I yeah. was like, yay, Gidra. Good draw the three hundred you know, come on, he's a three headed dragon. He's so awesome. Yep. So and he's gold, yo. He's gold. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I Did you guys you, though, see Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say a little thing. You you can't not love Gamera. I know Gamera isn't in the Gamera. same universe, but god damn I love me some Gamera. Okay, go ahead. Gamera is really neat. He is filled with turtle meat. We all love yeah, I, mean, I love Gamera too, but the Gamera is just silly. I mean, I mean granted, what? whatever. I do. What? Whatever. But get out of here. Silly. He's, he's, a, he's a friend to all children. That's <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. My, my favorite and part Millie of Bobby Brown. Movies, Millie uh, Bobby Brown like pets him on the nose. How cute is that? <laughs> I like how in the Gamera movies, there's always like this subplot of space aliens who happen to be like these hot chicks <laughs> in silver costumes, and all they have to do to take them on and off is do this little dance, and then they like turn into humans. It, you know, it's like always like that. You know, it's like and then they're changing the kit. They're like, "We want to get you! Ha ha! Where's the kitties?" You know, there's always hey, if you've got a winning formula, don't mess with it. I don't blame them. I mean, it's aimed at teenage boys and younger. It definitely is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Camera. We gotta appreciate it. I. But so is. I feel personally Ka- attacked. Oh well, you know, kaiju's for all people. So uh, I, I, I love kaiju. I, I'm gonna make sure that I see it in 3D because honestly, the Godzilla movie was so good in 3D. 
Uh, I, I, that was some really, really nice 3D in that film. I, it was a little dark, uh, but like, mm. it, like every shot had like steam and smoke and movement and, and watching that final battle sequence was just with Muto and him shoving all that blue shit down his throat. Oh it my was God, the bomb. That was so epic. And, yeah, it was in the whole audience cheering when that happened because, you know, it, uh, let them fight, you know. And, you know, they changed oh, the man. ending, too, of the movie. So if you didn't see it in the theaters, you didn't get to see the original ending of the original Godzilla movie. So, uh, you know, the God- update. So that was good that I got to see it in the theaters because I, I, the ending doesn't even work without them cheering for Godzilla at the end. I don't know why they thought, oh, well, they shouldn't be cheering because they just destroyed the city. Who cares? It's a kaiju movie! (laughs) Stop it! Stop fucking with logic in my kaiju movie. There's been aliens and earthquakes and volcanoes and a giant fucking radioactive monster. They're clapping? That's what's weird? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to get off my horse on that one, but it's always bothered me. That's like the big gripe about the Godzilla movie. You know, it's like, no. No, 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 no. There's so many other things I could point at. <laughs> but anyway, so, and the chick from Eleven's in it, right? She's, like, the star yeah. of the movie. Millie Bobby yeah. Brown, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bobby yeah. Brown. That's right. That's right. You, know, you say Bobby Brown, you know, the problem is when you say Bobby Brown, Raven, my first brain goes to the, the musician, and then it goes to the chick from the Cherry Pie video. So it takes me, like, three <laughs> rounds to get to where it's Miss Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. <laughs> So, who has to handle the, too cold to hold? It, it's the ADHD talking, I'm sure. I just need more no coffee. Uh, <laughs> well, that's it for my summer. I mean, there's so much more. I mean, the win- we're going to hold off on, on, on fall movies because that will be happening around the madness because a lot of those movies are going to be Stephen King films. So, uh, I mean, mm. at least two of them. Uh, you know, so we'll, well, we'll get, when we get closer. More. Okay, go for it. Um. And this is kind of on the cusp here, so I hope it's okay. But this is the best trailer that I've seen so far when I was going over new new stuff coming out. And that was for The Lodge, which is coming out August 22nd. Oh, that counts. Absolutely. August mm-hmm. counts. Trailer. So it's All a horror great. movie. Yeah, um, it's a horror movie, and it looks like uh, it's a single dad and two kids with a new girlfriend in the picture. They go to a lodge in the woods where the dad needs to go off for a few days and the girlfriend gets to know the kids. But then, of course, wackiness ensues. And the other the other indication they're giving through the trailer is that this might be cult-related because this woman survived a cult where everyone committed suicide, but she didn't die. Mm. Yeah, so there's a little bit of culty shadows and, you know, Rolling Stone is saying scary as hell and uh, violins are breaking and it's all drunken whiskey music it it looks pretty sweet and it's all snowy and spooky i love i love horror movies that are set in snow a lot i, I, I should have loved, <laughs> loved hateful eight because hateful eight i love movies trapped in snow as myself last winter yeah. ravenous 28 days later i mean come on not the 28 days later i'm sorry 28 days what was it what was it come on guys david slade movie vampires snow? No. Oh, oh, thirty days of night. Thirty days of night. Twenty thirty. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. So those are all movies where, yes, yes, it is, and the graphic, and it looks just like the graphic novel, by the way. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, but um, 
closed in, swapped in, snowed in. Hatefully, like I said, I would I liked it until the very, very end. So, uh, you know. Now I'm curious because I've only seen the movie. So now I need to watch the miniseries. Cut. Uh, I, I, it's not. It's in there. I'm sure that hadn't changed anyway. It is has to do with her hanging. Um, okay. uh, it definitely does have to do with her hanging. I just, but like I said, I can't it, wait I, to discuss I, this. I'm really interested to hear um, uh, what, what, why what it rubbed me that way. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you obviously yeah, feel maybe, very strongly about it. I was surprised how strongly I felt about it. I was like, oh. you know, and I, you know, I can handle a bit of ultra violence. Sure. So, uh, so huh. anyway, but I want, like I okay. said, I want to no, no. focus on the positive I'll... because I still think that there are people that that there is an audience for Hate Blade, absolutely, and the gore was very good. Like I will say mm-hmm. that the gore, the the blood effects are fantastic in that. Uh, in in Hateful Eight, so uh, like I said, we're not looking at the past. So is that the last movies that we have, or is there anything? Else? I have one. I have one. Uh, just very very briefly, I want to mention um, Kumail Nijami, uh, who we know from I don't know a bajillion geek and comedy things, is teamed up with Dave Bautista in sort of a buddy cop thing. He's a uh, an Uber driver, and uh, Bautista's a cop, and violence ensues and buddy copness, but the thing that Kumail has been saying in interviews and everything is this is a take on and a discussion of toxic masculinity and, you know, big guns and that kind of thing. So maybe, maybe it won't be just, you know, something that you go, Oh, well, if it was at Christmas, it would be Shane Black. Maybe it'll actually be, you know, an interesting take on it. So that's oh. July. Oh well, yeah. So it's gonna be a it's a nice packed summer, I think, movies wise. Uh, I did want to mention one more thing on Netflix uh, before we move on to events that we're gonna attend or want to attend. Um, on Netflix, I and and it'll play. I'm gonna play a song from it at the end of the episode. Uh, Lonely Island, uh, starting with events. I'm going <laughs> to see the Lonely Island on the 18th on their first tour as a band. They have never toured together as a group, so I get to really? go. Uh, I, yeah, so I'm very very excited. These tickets were pretty much really hard to get. Completely sold out. The anthem here on the 18th. Uh, they just dropped over the weekend their special to accompany go with their tour. And for me, it has personal nostalgia because it's called the unofficial, was it the unofficial Bash Brothers experience? And it's about mm-hmm. what happened if Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, when they were at the, the height of their career, did a secret rap record that nobody knew about until just now. And so it's a collection of videos based on Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire rapping. Uh, Andy Sandberg plays Canseco. Uh, and uh, it's cute. It's pretty funny. There's a lot of like San Francisco Bay Area references, specifically East Bay references where I grew up. Right. Like Hilltop Mall was mentioned. I had my first job at a movie theater in Hilltop Mall. Uh, you know, hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's uh, you know, they, there's all sorts of stuff. You know, it is raunchy and everything. So it kind of got me warmed up for the. Uh, concert in three weeks so i'm really looking forward to it uh anybody else doing anything really cool in june uh i'm going to midsummer scream 
which is Excellent. a gigantic a... Halloween and horror convention. Isn't that August? Uh, yes, it is. Or is it early? August. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Midsummer Scream, they're cool. That's a nice little medium-sized uh, horror convention. Yeah. Excellent. I'm glad. We'll make sure you report that. I know that Erin Marie is going to Scares It Cares. I'm not going this year. Um, oh. Anything, Raven, are you doing anything in June or July? Um, I have a couple of things in the air, but they can't talk about them yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, can't let us know. <laughs> I am going up to... Uh, on the 4th of July weekend, I'm going up to Days of the Dead in Indianapolis. Um, so that's the one of the horror conventions I'm going to this year. And then I'm going, of course, with you, Aaron Kogan, to San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con. Full boat, yo. Yes. Full boat, yo. So uh, we're uh, definitely getting ready for that uh, and getting my uh, training on and uh been listening to the <laughs> podcast that drops on wednesdays at 6 p.m on youtube and i've been streaming them the next day and listening to their po- to the unofficial blogs san diego unofficial blogs podcast which is actually fantastic so i highly recommend it super super thorough and um they'll have the full they'll have a full panel description coming up on their show in a two-part episode when they drop the panel list um and i'll i'll be listening to it with a highlighter in my <laughs> my schedule in my hand um like i did last year uh, same trip i'm planning to try to get tickets to galaxy's edge the day after san diego after we're tired yes sleep is optional we are going to try to go to Galaxy's Edge and go see uh, the new Star Wars shit. And that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. If we have time to get in Haunted Mansion, because it's, it's its 50th birthday. It just had its birthday this weekend. Yes, Happy is. birthday, Haunted Mansion. Um, I'd get that in. But honestly, I'm there to see the Star Wars shit. No, I don't know how long it takes. <laughs> so if it takes all day to see the Star Wars shit, I'll go see the Star Wars shit. So that's the Galaxy. That's, cool. so that's the big... Those are the big things. Uh, there is a Monster Mania at the end of New Jersey and Cherry Hill. I think Erin uh, uh, Marie's going to that one. And I am not going to that one, but I am going to go to the one in October. Uh, Bruce Campbell has signed on for both. Yay. Uh, and a bunch of other people. Uh, so that's what's all going on there for my events list. Blob Fest looks great again this year. I'm not going, but you should always go. That's the first weekend in July as well. Uh, let's see. Anything else we need to talk about, Steve? Do you have anything cool you're doing besides maybe visiting uh, no, me? Nothing. Oh, uh, well, I don't have anything like that firm in plans as of yet. No, so I don't really have anything to announce that I'm doing. Oh, one thing I do have this weird that I'm doing that I know of that I've. Uh, I'm a that um you know I write the site that I write for was originally a David Lynch you know I'm a big David Lynch fan because mm-hmm. of that yep. I am really interested in transcendental meditation and I have always I've actually talked to the people at the center I've wanted to go to the festival of disruption that he puts on I've always wanted to do that well um in West Virginia which of all places I never thought uh, would come here the, uh, the center is coming here and they're doing a talk. <laughs> On that, and I'm going to do that, which is not movie related, but a lot of people in the movie industry seem to like to do that, and I'm really interested in it, so that should be cool. But uh, yeah, I would like to come try to visit you, but uh, I have to work that out. 
Excellent. I also forgot one of the events we should talk about this summer is that Joe Bob Briggs is on tour with his Redneck Saves the World tour, uh, spoken mm-hmm. word about the history of exploitation film. And everyone that says that goes to it says it's fantastic. Aaron Kogan, I know you're not always a fan of Joe Bob's attitude and, and, and some of his viewpoints because he does slant a little bit on the right sometimes. Uh, but <laughs> I want to say that I really, really loved his first season, The Last Drive-In, just wrapped last weekend. And I thought yeah. his actual final speech about zero tolerance was kind of on point. Um, you know, I've heard Dillard... really good things. I haven't seen it yet. But um, it's, yeah, it's watch the King. Yeah, watch the last one, um, which yeah, is Mary yeah. Lou, and he ended it on a very positive note with the, like why zero tolerance is stupid, uh, and 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 it was really surprisingly good. I mean, a lot of us were like, whoa, uh, <laughs> he, he, and Mary Lou is a fun movie, anyways. I just watched the whole thing. I was really, really pleased that he did uh, the the street trash with the stuff, which is something that I pair together all the time. Uh, so I watched his, I watched the street trash, and this is the one complaint I'm gonna have. Not once, not once did Joe Bob mention Jennifer Aspinall anywhere in the street trash episode. Oh, terrible! Seems like a bit of an oversight. Talk- yeah. He talked about Moreau a lot, and he talked about the actors, uh, and he talked about the writer, because uh, uh, all those guys, like Moreau, ended up going to be one of the most famous cinematographers of his time, uh, and things like that, right? There's a lot of, there's actually a lot of cred to Street Trash, which is another story. That's an, ep- that, like, that's an episode that I did on Repo Nerds already. Um, but I was mm. really, really bummed that he didn't mention Jennifer Aspinall because that movie would be anything without her melting effects. And she's a hero yeah, of mine. Seriously. Anyway. So, yeah. So it's my favorite I, I, part I, of that movie. It, it's everyone's favorite part of that movie, right? I mean, because the movie, except for the penis evisceration, that's also a great favorite part <laughs> of the movie. But, you know. So, so uh, but yeah, look for his tour. Uh, he's going to do some, some of them overlap with horror conventions, and you can look at goblinhouse.com um, and they will, you can read that list. I know one of them is Scares That Cares in Williamsburg, Virginia. And then there's a brand new um, horror convention at the end of August called, what is it called? It takes, it's in Gettysburg of all places. Uh, hmm. Where is it called? Is it on the list? I don't remember. It's like, it's like it's like it's like uh, creature feature weekend. It has such like a normal like ordinary like nondescript horror name. Hmm. But it's let me see if I can look at. But Joe Bob's gonna be there too, um, and he's also doing a show not too far from here. Oh, at the the Alamo Draft House in Winchester. He's doing he's doing it here. So he's doing it within driving distance of me a few weeks. I was right. See, my intel is correct without my notes. Creature Feature Weekend. And that's nice. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, brand new horror convention. Uh Labor Day weekend and uh Joe Bob is on the list and so is Corey Feldman. And who else do we get? We got oh we got uh Patty Mullen from Frankenhooker. Uh, you know, it, it's a good list of exploitation nice. uh, type people. Uh, Kevin Kangas. Hey, what's up? I love Kevin. Uh, so John Russo is going to be there. So, you know, see John Russo while oh, you can. Cool. Um, you know, I know and, right? uh, 
Yeah, and then of course, and what is an East Coast uh, horror convention without having Tim Capello, the sexy sax man, <laughs> who also is going <laughs> on tour oh. this summer. So if you want to go see the sexy Finally. sax man from from uh, from Lost Boys, he's actually on tour. So this summer, that's a that's a concert <laughs> you can look for. So um, oh, and the Jaws. The Jaws in the Water series is happening again, so look for dates near nice. you where they're showing Jaws in an open drive-in uh, a, a poolside filming uh, with kids paid to be sharks, which is awesome. And, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so look for that this summer. Uh, let's see, any other strange in uh, Octic for the anime crowd, of course, here in Baltimore, we have Octicon and the final BronyCon. This BronyCon's going Aww. out on a big note, because no more BronyCons, because Bron- uh, My Little Pony uh, is no more My Little Ponies. Uh, last BronyCon, and this one's going to go out with a bang. Everyone's going to go. So if you're into if you're into My Little Pony, you want to send it off in, with style, come to Baltimore and go to uh, BronyCon this October, August. So. <laughs> and we should probably mention uh, D23. This is a D23 Expo year. That'll be in August. It's the largest Disney-related thing, and uh, they'll be inducting several lifetime members, and I'll be spending all my time in line trying to get collectible pins because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Are they making a really, really big announcement at D23 this year? About something they, I remember reading something about it, and I thought it had something to do with Marvel. I think it had something to do with the Disney Plus uh, channel, which is launching this oh. summer. That's another big thing to think about. Yeah. Um, you know, so Mandalorian. Uh, I'm assuming oh, you're yeah. gonna buy it, Aaron Cogan. Hells to the right? yes! Hells to the yes! I, I, it, it still hasn't convinced me to pay out the money for it yet. I just bought Shutter. I don't know if I want to buy Disney too. So <laughs> Shutter is but, what all five bucks. Yeah, Shutter's cheap. Right? Uh, you know, and I pay the extra yeah, dollars so I can get the live cheap. feed. So uh, oh, yeah, great. It's yeah, it's worth it. It is worth it. Disney you can do it a buck cheaper through Amazon. It's more than that, but not by much. It's it's no the price point cheap. It's pretty damn cheap. I, yeah, I will is, tell you, is, I, I thought the price point came in pretty fair for what it is. Uh, and the cl- and there are, there are families that are going to instantly get, you know, anytime Disney backs a technology, that technology wins. And it, yeah. it, it, Betamax was not ba- died because Disney backed VHS. Uh, Disney backed Blu-ray. HDVD died. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. they, 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 there is a correlation. They back Netflix. Netflix won. Now that, Nef- now that they're doing their own thing, not so much. <laughs> Netflix is struggling yeah. to survive. Well, and, and that's the thing. So. The cheapest plan you can get from Netflix is 9 bucks. <laughs> the average plan is, what, 13 Yeah, I still get a disc, seven too. Bucks a month, it, keeps going, it keeps going up. 7 bucks a month. But I will say... Their selection has been excellent lately. So, uh, you know, the originals are good. True. Um, but I could drop it if I had to. Everyone there? I don't know. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> okay. 
yeah, thinking, I'm if I could. thinking if I could. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I think I want to keep my Netflix uh, personally. Yeah. Right now, if I had to pare down, like if someone put a gun to my head and said you can have exactly three apps, I would probably keep Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Sling. I think I'd keep those three. I would drop I'd everything keep else. Shutter. Well, Shutter, if, if um, I, I would I would re-sign yeah. up for Shutter through Amazon Prime. Uh, oh, there so you I go. do That's it that good way. Cheat yeah. <laughs> and, and then with Tubi, with Tubi and FilmRise Horror, I mean, those two things supplement my viewing pleasure quite well. I mean, I, uh, yeah. Tubi was great when I needed to do Brian Trenchard Smith research. They had mm-hmm. a couple of his films on there, oh, yeah. and they had yeah, Not Like Quite Hollywood, which I love that documentary. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that yeah. was good. Um, and then Amazon, you can pretty much rent anything I need. So that's why I'd keep my Amazon account. Uh, which, of course, not just that it has – here, see, I'm, I'm on, like, transition fire tonight. But, of course, another big film came out l- over the weekend. Over the weekend. And hmm. it was a film I was in. So I'm very pleased to tell everyone that, once again, Beat to Rage, the follow-up to the FP2 dropped, which even if I wasn't <laughs> in it, I would still be here talking about it, all right? And and, and so uh, over the weekend, it, supposedly it, it's doing fine. It dropped on Vimeo in a nice 4K transfer if you want to purchase it that way, or you can watch it for free if you have Amazon Prime or rent it for $2.99 on Amazon Prime if you don't have, or Amazon if you don't have a Prime account. Uh, and uh, it's got 20 reviews so far, five out of five stars for all reviews. Yay! Wow. <laughs> yeah, Yay. so far. I was actually going to read the one-star reviews if we had any tonight, but we huh. didn't, um, which is good. Uh, and officially, just enough money to green with the trilogy. We have a third movie of go officially right. as of Monday. So that's my big news that uh, there will be an FP3. So I will. I, I have no idea how I'm going to be involved with it, in, but I am going to be involved with it in some way. Uh, so keep your fingers crossed and, and stay tuned, and we'll let you know when we start working on the next FP movie. So woohoo! All right. Absolutely. Awesome. I have one more final item, and then I'm done for the night. So let's finish up. Raven, if you have any final things you need to talk about? Um, just, I'm probably going to be watching the Tonys. Okay, yeah, talk about the Tonys real quick. Um, well, it's not as a big of a deal with their hosting that the Oscars have been having. Um, <laughs> I think we've got James Gordon again, uh, Corden again. Um, and that's oh. fine. Uh, <laughs> that's the, fine. That's fine. Whatever. The the front runner right now is Hades Town, which is uh, an original musical version of the story of Orpheus and Eurydice. Um, I majored in Greek archaeology, so I kind of am happy for that. But I'm also sort of sick of everything being a remake on Broadway too. 
um, you know, it's up against Beetlejuice and Tootsie. <laughs> so like, oh my God. It is everything so that's happening in movies Broadway is happening right on now. Broadway. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's because, everything, everything. Sorry. Yeah. I, I was just there and I was like, there's nothing original on Broadway right now. Nothing. Well, and the same thing happened that happened in Hollywood where one person produced theaters are getting being uh, being replaced by a producing committee and every art decision is being made by vote and when you mix art and money you're always going to have problems but um the line just gets blacker and blacker between money and art um both in the movies and now on broadway uh, broadway is always a few years behind everything uh when you hear a cool rock song in a broadway musical it's already 10 years out of date so um, it's mm. always been a little bit slower. But um, this year, there really isn't anything I'm excited about. The one I'm rooting for personally is the prom for best musical um, because it, it's first, it's original. And two, it's about a, a girl in these actors' hometown in Indiana who can't go to her prom because she's a lesbian. They won't let her take her date. So they go there to try to fix it, but they're really going there to – kind of be big fish in a little pond. Um, and I think that's that's way more interesting than anything else uh, that's nominated this year for me. But I'm, I still watch. I watch every year. Just not as excited as I am for most years. I, I will say that if prom is the most exciting thing on the list, that really isn't that exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, um, prom's yeah. okay, I, right. I, but there's nothing that really super uber excites me that's new on Broadway and rest yeah. and, and a, a quick moment of silence for Avenue Q going dark over the weekend. It had its final yeah. per Broadway performance. I am very I honored that, that I got to see it on Broadway yeah. and with some, most of the original cast uh, that, that show ruled, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and led to book of Mormon, which might be my single favorite exactly. three hours of all time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it, so yeah, um, uh, 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 the Tonys, but I'll let you give the recap on the top of our next show right before we do our sexy witch round on uh, Westerns, just to see how it went and how, who won and all that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, maybe this time some good old fashioned Tony insiders will win instead of the Hollywood people that decide to do a six week right. run on something. So yeah, that's exactly. been my, yeah. big, that's been my biggest complaint about the Tonys the last few years. Oh, Glenn, you know, this person from Hollywood is doing the show. Let's give him a Tony. He doesn't need a Tony. Right. Give another one to Adina. <laughs> she needs one. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, anyway, sorry. I didn't, but, cool. So, and Stephen Wandling, do you have any other things you want to add before we go tonight? No, no, sorry, I don't. Um, I was just interested. Uh, I used to go to New York um least once a year and um, really always loved going to Broadway and that that makes me sad I remember yeah. uh, and I think 08 the ride the strike was going on and uh, mm -hmm. it was like slumming it where the only choices were like the Adams family and Xanadu because they were repped by a different union the workers and that was slumming it then and so you know um I've just seen so many great plays over the years. That makes me really sad to see when you just started naming that off. I, I said, I can't believe that, that, that uh, Hollywood, that Broadway is just like 
a place. I think that goes further into uh, Times Square is like Disneyland now. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, so thanks, I mean, Giuliani. it definitely is because <laughs> I saw fro- the last Broadway show I saw was Frozen. So I don't wonder about go. wolves. Mm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, do, well, yeah. no, they cut the wolves out. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's sad. Uh, I, I am not happy with the way Broadway looks right now. But you know what? Hamilton was all through all this, you had Hamilton going down and Hamilton. Right. Every once in a like, while, something will shine through. Yeah. Well, all you can and hope Hamilton, for anymore. when that came out and this, supposedly there were eight major productions in, in, in going to, in development on Broadway at the time. And all eight of those immediately shattered because yeah. it, Hamilton was such a game changer they instantly felt all their shows were obsolete. So we're going to have a lull for a while while people are upping their game. And I have a feeling we'll, so. we'll see some real, maybe, in, I wouldn't say, I would say it takes a long time to get a good Broadway show. I would say it's going to be a good five years before we see something truly great on Broadway mm-hmm. again. But when we do, it's going to blow our socks off. So that's my I'm ready. Yeah, I'm yeah, ready. Yeah, I'm ready to did you tell me again? I'm sorry. I feel a little stunned and shocked here. So, for honestly, for best musical, and I'm not knocking these plays because I haven't seen them, but I'm just, I, I, I used to follow it to some extent, but like I said, I haven't in probably six years at least, something like uh-huh. that. And uh, it's a, for best musical, it's it's Beetlejuice and Tootsie. There's two. There's two musicals at least that are based on existing Hollywood properties. Yep. Yes. The other one for best musical is Ain't Too Proud. Um, just Ain't Too Proud. It's the life and times of the temptation. Um, yeah, and so that's yeah. basically like another uh, Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys. Uh, yeah, the with, Jersey with Boys. Friggin review. Yeah. yeah, with pre-written music yeah, another review, that's already yeah. successful. Yeah. Um, it's and like then Smokey Joe's Cafe. And yeah, there's right, a million. Yeah. So. And then, of course, Hades Town is new music, but that's definitely a very old story. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I know what that is. Okay. 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 But so prom that that story is the only that's the only original play to root for. Out of best musical, yes, that's the only thing with original. Uh, I mean, Beetlejuice has new songs. I don't even know if I don't know if Harry Belafonte's songs are in them. But um, I haven't liked what I've heard. I don't like how the actor is making Beetlejuice's singing voice. It's a little like the male version of Elaine Stritch. It's a little hard to listen to for more than 15 minutes at a time. The trailer was Um, off-putting. Yeah, for me as well. Yeah, it was off-putting. That's all I've seen. But I'm not trying to like turn my nose up at those plays. It just really does kind of surprise me that they're all basically. It's like it's like almost like when it drove me nuts when the remake craze took over horror when I was in college. Mm-hmm. It's just every horror movie I grew up with had to be remade. It just kind of feels like that the Broadway yeah. moment of that to me. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. What's that? That's it. If I'm still in New York, I will always check ticket half price tickets to see if I need. Me too. To <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will always do it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Eric Hogan. What is? But we're not going to get too detailed about San Diego this episode. Is there anything else we want to talk about this summer before we go for the night and on the West Coast? Yeah, I think that's it. 
think that's it. So we're caught up. Yeah. So I have one one final biz order of business tonight, and then we'll leave everyone. Uh, so you know, we like once again the Halloween horror movie marathon madness is this year's theme Ooh. of the King <laughs> and the Masters, which we are going to focus on the works of Mick Garris, Stephen King, and Clive Barker this year, um, which is pretty cool. Um, so I've decided, starting with the next episode, to have a, our guests revolve around Stephen King fans and talking about Ooh. Stephen King adaptations for the summer. I'm going to call it the summer of Stephen, and it's going to run through the first episode of September, and our first guest is next week. So next week, we're going to have a nice big old episode. They'll start with Raven's review and recap of the Tony Awards at the top of the hour. And then about 9.30-ish, we will start the Sexy Witch Round Robin, and that'll run even, actually, I'll say 9.15. Let's, because we're going to keep the recap short, unless something really big and crazy happens at the Tonys. We're going to keep it kind (laughs) of short. But we're going to spend at least an hour to an hour and a half on uh, on Westerns, our favorite Westerns, and a sexy witch round robin. We'll read our top five Westerns. It's a genre we don't usually cover on this uh, on sexy witches. We're much more science fiction, horror, and fantasy, but there is overlap, and it is a genre, and we cover genre on the show. So we're going to talk about Westerns, especially since I grew up on Westerns, and I kind of love some of them. There will be some out-of-the-box um ideas like i would allow a movie like outlander to to count or skinwalkers to count so there are westerns that are western aren't westerns that will be allowed on the western list and i'll talk about that with my sexy witches later on uh but for the most part we're going to talk about westerns uh and i've been starting to rewatch some westerns and watch some other ones and um bone tabahawk or you watched that recently and i watched table eight like i said uh, so we're, we're working on it. So, which is, you know, those are actually really good to watch back to back though. I will say that cause, uh, you know, with, uh, Kirk Russell and both and with the big mustache is pretty cool. Um, so, um, but our first, our, that same episode, our first guest of the summer, Stephen will come on and his name is Michael Rothman and he is a writer and I don't know what exactly associated with consequenceofsound.net which is a major musical oh. web website um he's coming on the know. show and he's gonna he is the one that compiled that amazing cool. article i read with every single stephen king adaptation including single episodes ranked oh wow nice yeah, yeah. which is if you want to read that it's in the announcements on the halloween horror movie marathon madness page and it's going to stay there for the duration of the madness because it's a really if you want to know what all the stephen king was that exists up to uh the new cemetery cemetery it's on that list uh, so, uh, so he's going to come on and talk about that article and stephen king adaptations and because it's a western episode we're going to concentrate on the dark tower for that episode. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Western dark tower. So even with a Western episode, I'm able to squeeze some horror in there. Uh, And so I'm really looking forward to it. I was very excited. He said, yes. So that'll be in the 1030, um, uh, the thir- the last half hour of the show, so at ten thirty Eastern Standard Time. But before that, that's it. I'm done for the night. I want to thank Erin Marie uh. for the first part of the tour. She she had to leave early, but we're really glad that she came on and talked about TV because she's always good for TV. I usually suck at TV, but surprisingly, I knew a lot about it this year. Um, 
And I want to thank Raven. Raven, thank you for coming on the show as usual. My Enchantress of Nevermore. Pleasure as always. I gave you the Enchantress of Nevermore because of your huge fandom for Neil Gaiman. So good omens. Hell yeah. It's staring you in the Uh face. I can't wait for it. So (laughs) let us know how you feel about it next episode. I will. Excellent. And Mr. Wandling, thank you for coming over on the Sexy Witches. Uh, Repo Nerds, we just had an episode. We just did. Uh, we recapped again Brian Trenchard Smith's ep- movies in particular. So, because uh, we talked to him on our previous Sexy Witches episode, but we really didn't concentrate too much on his movies. So, we did an episode on his movies. And uh, our next one will be sometime in June. We're going to do, uh, we might even do two. I'm thinking we might want to do the Elvira episode sometime next month. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. I definitely, I definitely think we should do a Western episode. And I said I wanted to do Peck and Paul's Wild Bunch because I had actually never seen it. Oh, so, wow, great, 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 great choice. Yeah, no, I, I have not. I, oh, I've seen parts of it. My dad, who was a huge Western fan, did not like Peck and Paw. So, shame. Oh, oh yeah, shame. Oh no. Rude. Shame. 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 Shame in myself. Shame. I mean, it's Peck and Pa. I should have seen it. I've seen Straw Dogs. I mean, you know. But okay. So, uh, so we'll see you soon, Steve. And thank you for coming on the show. Oh, it was always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And. Mr. Aaron Kogan, my cousin, my LA correspondent, my anchor in the world of media conventiondom. Thank you for coming on the show and recapping Aladdin and getting us ready for what Disney is going to shove down our throats this summer. <laughs> You're welcome. And they are shoving a lot of stuff down our throat this summer. Yeah, but I'm the one putting the funnel in my mouth, so you know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We're just like, bring it in. <laughs> we want it all. Check it in. Ah, mainline it. Mainline must have my princesses. <laughs> oh, you know. So, well, thank you, sir, for being on the show. So, and thank you, listeners out there. If there's any out there, we love you. Thank you for listening. And if you want to listen to the show, we can listen to it live every other Tuesday, or you can stream it on Spreaker and Stitcher and Apple Tunes, I whatever the heck podcast exists. It's there. And uh, we will leave you tonight with the Lonely Island and a cut from their new uh, episode, their new series, uh, their new, what was it called? Uh, it's really long there. The Unofficial Bash Brothers Experience, their new special. So program. this is called Uniform. It's not suitable for work. Good night, everyone. Blessed be good film hunting. Much love. See you on June 11th. She wanna fuck me with my uniform on. She grabbed me by the bat, now it's going, going gone. I never finished sex, cause I'm so juiced out. But she nutted three times and we bashed in a bounce. I reside in Black Hawk in a big fucking house. house. My community is gated cause I don't strike out. Got a room with a yeah. got a room with a house. Got a framed photograph of the time I met. Out. You know I'm not a hamburger, but they call me Big Mac. Got the one ton Jimmy and the itty bitty. Yeah. My ball shrinky dinky got the Roy. Jimmy Jam look long. The name is Mark.
found on the web for what is the plural of Goliath. Goliath. Oh!